Welcome to the next episode of The Average Black Girl. This episode's going to be a little bit different from our three previous ones. We are missing Meek Meek. Um, she is out living her life like it's golden in Mexico. Um, we're still here in Charlotte being basic. And by we, I'm talking about my co-host, my stationary one. What would I call you? My regular co-host? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a part of it. But Fia's still here. She I'm has here, she has so. not abandoned me. And then my friend. <laughs> she calls me a friend, but truly I'm her man, boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> my boyfriend's here. Um his name is Adam. Bay. The Bay. <laughs> um but yeah, instead of doing a normal episode, we wanted to do an episode just talking about Jessica Jones. Because it's a really good fucking show, and the first season was phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, let's just do a series overview, or a season overview. Uh, before we even start, do we want to give, like, an overall consensus? Yeah. Uh, well, Jessica Jones is a new show on Netflix, like we just discussed. It is set in the Marvel world. It's a Marvel superhero character name, of course, Jessica Jones. Um and it's done a bit differently than you would see most Marvel things, kind of like how Daredevil was done a year ago that's also on Netflix. It's a lot darker, uh, more grown up, of course, obviously. Where you <laughs> yeah. see a lot of yeah. mostly <laughs> Marvel uh, <laughs> things, like as far as the cartoons or even the live action, where it's closer? very, oh, sorry, where it's very, you know, PG-13, at least they try to be. Um, I think the only first, actually the first Marvel movie they're about to do that's going to be rated R soon, which comes out next year, is uh, Deadpool, which I can't wait to see. Uh, if yes. you guys want to check out the trailer, there's two trailers. There's the R-rated one, and then there's like the PG-13 for those yeah, who cool. don't know about it. So, yeah. Um, how did you, did you like the first season of Jessica Jones? I did. I really did. I, it started off slow for me, but I don't mind things starting off really? slow. Really? Like, build up for me. Because... You know, I already knew what it knew the character and what she kind of was about. So it was started off slow. At least the first episode was kind of slow. That's true. For I me. could see that if you already knew um, where it was so going. So it was kind of okay. slow. But by the. I know what most people, they say to them, it really didn't pick up to like the sixth episode. But to me, really? by, the se- wow. by the second episode, it picked up for me as far as diving into the, her world and knowing everything. Um, but like I said, it's just based on like, you know what you expect from something some people like a lot more action some people are about more about the story and right. the things behind it and I'm one of those people I like the story and the things behind it so I don't mind that slow moving thing I didn't think it was slow moving at all but that's coming from the perspective of someone who's never read the comics or anything or knows very little about the Marvel universe but um because the end of the first episode is just like Okay. Whoa. Okay, savage. Oh my gosh. Um but I loved it. Um I read somewhere that they were talking about like the show has like super feminine like feminist undertones and I was like, well, I don't know if I'd call them undertones. But um, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't it definitely wasn't um I guess you would say what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't subtle at all. Right. They were very like in your face, boom. Um I really I just appreciated the show for all the woman power that it did have. And yeah, because I like some superhero series. Um, like I really did enjoy Daredevil, but Jessica Jones, I was like, I wanted to see the next episode when the current one was over, which I'm not used to with superhero shows. Yeah, um, I, yeah that's, I do, and I still I did love it, and I still do. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I can't really get enough of them. I actually can't wait till next season. So that way you can find out who the next villain is and yeah. more. Do you um, think it's going to follow the um, comic book? Um, it may. It still will, yeah. You think I so? Think, I think so. Have you read it? Um, I've seen actually glimpses of it. Just okay. like a few pages. So, yeah, I do think it's going to follow it and probably bring out some more secrets about her and the connection with the Simpson. Well, the Simpson guy. So, yeah. Um, also, they're actually in the season, in the whole show. They're actually aware of that the Avengers happen, Iron Man, Captain mm-hmm. America. They're okay. they talk about New York all the time. They're yeah. like, we're not like the people in here. Because in the one episode, oh, with, wait, ooh, sorry, clarification. So when they're talking about the big event that happened, yeah. that's the that's Avengers. They're, they're talking okay. about the Avengers. Yeah, one of the episodes where the ladies like the couple. My mom died in that. Yeah, yeah, right, Because the green angry man. Right, I do remember like, oh, that. I do remember that. So yeah, that was. You know, get out your feelings. Like, yeah. like Jessica says, hey, you don't think we all lost somebody. So, yeah, I'm actually, yeah. So, that's really cool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they probably all have to do it. Oh. Okay, so yeah. let's start talking about it. Um, I love Okay, so the very first episode, um, Ladies' Night, it starts, it introduces Jessica Jones to the viewer. And like they're like, hey, this is your protagonist. This is what you're dealing with. And she is very clearly a badass, very clearly a woman who takes no shit, very clearly a hardened woman, but we don't know why or how she is this way quite yet. Um, thought, first impressions on Jessica? Um, pretty much everything you said. Uh, you can definitely tell there's some, like, eternal scars under there Mm -hmm. just by the way she carries herself how she lives um very isolated um how she interacts with her neighbors and just walking around period just people just you know we normally don't notice people normally anyway but there is something about her where she's like very cautious cautious on her guard so you know there's something up but very very much like you said the badass you know she's strong can we talk about how Kristen Ritter is perfect (laughs) (laughs) don't trust the bitch from don't trust the bee from Apartment 23 which is one of my favorite shows ever Kristen Ritter is perfect in this yes Yes. absolutely it's a yeah looking at her doing that and then doing this is just you know not a complete one she's just in that show, she's like, you know, that prissy, like, you know, whatever bitch, like that prissy bitch. And here she's like the, like you said, the very much like the feminist, like, you know, don't try nothing, won't be nothing kind <laughs> right. of girl. Yeah. And definitely. she's, I mean, it's a definitely pull from a lot of like other characters I've seen her play. She usually always plays more of those bitchy kind of girls versus like, you the know, actual this. Heroes. An actual heroine. Like, yeah, heroine. Or just, you know, that kind of uh not plain Jane. I'm not. It's not a plain girl, but just more like an ordinary girl, girl that you more so can relate to. Especially when um, we see the way that she handles the first case that we see her mm-hmm. take on when she meets Hope's parents because they were recommended. They were recommended to her, or she was recommended to them, um, and they come to her saying, "Our daughter is missing." Um, we get to watch her go through this entire investigation, and we start to hear this name. We start to hear Kilgrave. And um, that's also when we're intro- introduced to Trish. Yes. Her best friend, Trish. Slash sister. Slash sister. <laughs> they, um, yeah, we were actually uh, grew up together. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Did we find that out the first episode or? I think they give like verbal hints that they have a real had a. A because really she long relationship. something about her mother. She's like, you're acting like your mother. Yeah. And so that's what made me at first think, oh, they're sisters. Uh, because I've, that tone that she used reminds me of me, me and my sister. like, oh, your mother called. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. But um, so, yeah, we actually, when Trish comes onto the scene, we start hearing this name. We start hearing Kill Kilgrave. And we're like, okay, well, that's obviously a villain. <laughs> like, okay. I, I hear the, how his name sounds. Um... And somehow... Once the name Kilgrave comes up, uh, Jessica, she kind of gets this whole relapse of paranoia. Uh, Kilgrave's uh, voice is in her head. Yep. She doesn't really know how to... Like PTSD. Yeah, definitely. Definitely full, PTSD. Yeah, full much. Of, she's hitting windows based off hearing his voice. Mm-hmm. Mm. The subway scene. <laughs> Which I actually pointed out, like, New York is the only place where that would be believable. That someone would break a window, people would look, Look, and then be about their business. And go on with their life. And I'm back on my eyes. So, yeah, only place where that can happen. But, um, so she starts having, like you said, these... Flashbacks. Yeah, these flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And they're dealing with Kilgrave. And... Then I think she has one specific flashback where she thinks about being at a hotel or something. Is it the hotel or is the it the restaurant? A restaurant? Yeah, she has the flashback. Well, I'm of... talking about the hotel to say that's how she finds. Oh, to say that's how she finds Tris. Mm. No, she Hope. actually follows the restaurant Hope's. first. Lord have mercy, Hope. Because she um, actually, she's, um, she says, wait, he loves Italian food. She goes right? to this restaurant because exactly. that's where he took her first. Right. She goes to the restaurant and asks about like. Who's this guy? How did he look? How did he sound? What did he wear? And he mentions how, like, he was like, you know, there was nothing whatever about him. He had an accent. But right. the one thing I remembered, he uh, he ordered, like, he ordered something that we did not have on our menu. Yeah. And that's something specifically he would always do. He would come to the restaurant and order whatever Italian, like, I think it's right. like an Asian fusion restaurant. Yeah. But then how does that lead to um, finding She help? goes in the back room where he always loved to sit. Um, she knows it's art. It's definitely Kilgrave. So she's starting to piece things together. She remembers going back to a hotel, a certain hotel. Mm, right. She happens to go okay. there. Okay. So she remembers the hotel, and she—that's where she finds hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she starts to just laying there, just laying there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, "I can't move. I can't move." And like us being the viewer watching this episode for the time, first time, right. we're like, "Bitch, get off the bed." <laughs> <laughs> and then actually, she says, "He told me." To not move. Exactly. And, like, we're starting to piece things together because Jessica doesn't even, like, she doesn't try to convince her. She just picks her up. Exactly. Puts on, like, her coat and everything. It's like, look, bitch, we gotta go. Hold the shoulder and walk out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you better lean on me. She reunites her with her family. Exactly. And we think all is well. all is well. You know, she reunites her with family. It's this wonderful moment. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for helping me. We love you. And they leave out. She leaves out her family. Mm. And they take in the elevator. And I think, like, this is when Jessica realize something is wrong something's amiss and then the whole thing just turns south yeah the whole thing just turns south so then she runs downstairs and she's trying to catch up with the family and that's when she hears the gunshot yeah so basically hope killed her own killed her parents kill killgrave basically told told her her to kill her parents i did not think that this show was going to be as adult as it was i feel like this first episode was definitely like guys Put your seatbelts on. This is not going to be <laughs> your ABC family <laughs> like type of show. This is going to be extremely adult. Don't 
don't let don't let the kids stay up to watch. Oh, you think Netflix original don't make good shows, huh? Okay, <laughs> exactly. You so y'all didn't see him Black Grove or nothing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Orange is the new black. We just missed that. Okay. Well, no, I'm talking about like in the superhero yeah, universe though, yeah. where you would yeah, you, you wouldn't know. automatically assume like. First episode, someone's gonna shoot their parents in the head. It's a and lot I, of parent killing. Yeah, on this there's show. a lot of parent. I mean, and I think, <laughs> I think Marvel's trying to push near that because in the superhero world, period. For those who are not like in the comics and stuff, they are dark. But comics Bat- are fucking yeah, dark, ba- especially some a lot of the Dark Knight, the Batman's. Like, oh, if you DC's? wanted to yeah. DC stuff, you definitely could make a lot of DC comics rated R. Uh, and that's why I think they've kind of latched onto this new idea. They're gonna make Marvel's making the first rated R. Um, comic movie. They're doing Deathpool, like yes. I was saying. Okay. So it's gonna be. It is rated R. Okay. Cool. Okay. So second ep. You know what? I'm not gonna even say name episodes. I'm just. Well, should I? Just say. What's gonna episode? make it flow? Well, because sometimes the episodes do bring up what it's about, like the sandwich saving. That's true. Um, but that's probably the only one that really does to me. Because he had crush syndrome. Okay, let's just let's just go through. I'm not yeah. gonna talk about the mm-hmm. episodes. So, <laughs> sweet summer child, she killed her parents, and um, <laughs> sweet she is detained in the psychiatric, in a, not in a facility, but getting an evaluation with um. And Jessica's trying to talk to her. She's trying to get information out of her, and in the conversation, hope brings up how Kilgrave was constantly comparing her to Jessica. Jessica. Exactly. Well, yes. So, yes. So, Kilgrave, so then it Hope mentions how, you know, Kilgrave's always comparing me to you, and this is when Jessica kind of gets into, like, again, this paranormal thing, paranoia thing of, you know, remembering him and realize that she is still very much in his radar, in her, in his radar, like, because he's talking to her, to other people, and it also gets her wondering, well, how many other people has he possessed? Is he right. looking for me? You know, who else has he used to get towards me? Because he obviously used this girl to get to me. You know, he did this to torture me because yeah. he knew how I would feel about this, that I would already start blaming myself and saying this is my fault. Because mm-hmm. this is when you see Jessica saying, this is all my fault. Right. I'm sorry, Hope. That's where she gets this hero This complex. is when mm-hmm. the plot for the majority of this, of this season is solidified, where it's like, get Kilgrave alive so, so that, that Hope, Hope can, can be saved because yeah. she's truly exactly. innocent and I need to save her. You're right. She definitely. does definitely have that guilt. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, this episode, the second episode is what we're talking about, is definitely kind of like establishing the whole uh, subject line of what this whole season is going to be about. And it's, you know, what drives Jessica, what makes her makes the decisions she makes, whether they're mistakes or good decisions as far as trying to make sure that Hope is spared. I think this episode's really important too because if they didn't spend this much time on Hope before she was in jail, I would not have given a fuck about her. (laughs) To be honest, I would be like, why do you care so much about this girl where you cannot just save all these other lives and just kill him? Because there's definitely going to be more people who end up getting hurt. I'm glad they took that time with her. Yeah. Um, Also, like, even in the midst while she's actually trying to save Hope out of prison and get her well-being like just you know, worry about her whole well being. She's actually doing side jobs, um, doing another investigation with her person, her lawyer, um, Hogarth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because this is the episode. Because she asks Hogarth, if I'm going to do you this favor, I need for you to be the lawyer right. yeah. for Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hogarth wants her to find something out about her ex wife. Right. Mm-hmm. right, right, right. So she finally signed the divorce papers. Then she actually did her personal side job, uh, actually just 
tracking down Luke Cage, Luke Cage, um, or she just follows him, takes pictures, and they actually meet and just talk a little bit at his bar. Let's talk about Hogarth. Hogarth. Oh, no. <laughs> Hogarth, Hogarth. Hogarth, who is this lawyer who is, you can tell right off, she has this whole, like, devious kind of, like, dirty. She's gender swaps, right? <laughs> yes. She's, she's a man in the comics. She's the man of the comics, in a way. No, she's a, she's a man in the comics, right? Is she a man in the comics? I've, I thought I read somewhere that she, they gender swapped her. She's a oh, man in the comics. awesome. Let me... What? Um, we had to take a quick break because I just wanted to Google it to make sure my facts were straight. You know, <laughs> but, uh, going out writing in comments like, "What you talking? What about? are you talking about? You made that up." Um, but yeah, Hogarth was a man in the comics, and like I love, I hate her character, but I love her character. <laughs> I, do. I, I love how unapologetic she is, because um, you never see that from female characters, and it's just. And it, it's something kind of honest about it because she's like, look, this is who I am. You know what I'm about. I never try to make it seem like any it's any other way. I've always been like this. When have you seen me change? Look, this is what we do. Uh, I think even point she tells Jessica, like, look, you work for me. Don't we? Do I not give you pay you? Do I not give you these uh, cases? You get paid. We both get something out of this. Like, why are you tripping? Right. <laughs> um, but I find that even with, like, the good things that she does, she's very proud of it. But even the bad things that she does, she has this mindset that this is just the way the world is. This is the way that the world needs to work. And I find that a lot of the times, a lot of shows don't portray female characters in that. She has this, the strongest sense of logic I've seen from a female character in a very, very long time. And like, she doesn't have this emotional barrier that like they put on so many female characters in television. She doesn't, she doesn't have it. She's logic first. What's going to get the best result first? And yeah, it's cause she's a lawyer, but I like, I don't know. I just, I love that. I, she was always a very reliable character. Mm Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, and the fact that she... And, and her being gender-swapped like that kind of, in a way, too, points out so many things about her that I can definitely see that now. Like I was saying earlier before when you were looking up, like, she's very misogynist in a kind of way. Mm-hmm. Even for... Just for a woman. Even period. the way she's like, treats how her she new treats, piece. How she <laughs> treats, her, treats, well, you know, her side boo and, you know, her wife. And, yeah. you know, she's just like, look, I don't love you anymore. This is what it is. Right. You know, I'm going to do me... It's about my happiness. Right. And you see that a lot, period, just with when people get this idea about that, that, uh, that corporate man is just like... You know, I'm doing what I want. I sleep who what I want. Look, you you living good, you right. know, so don't worry about it. Definitely. I'm, I'm good. That's, oh, that's okay. pretty much okay. it. Um, <laughs> so, moving on to... Character next episode. Yeah, which is called... It, it's called Whiskey. Um, so, Trish and Jessica come up with this plan to kind of start trying to clear Hope's name. And Trish suggest um hey why don't i talk to hope on the air of my show and like kind of get people aware of who this man is and the bad that he's done and like try to start clearing her name so they get on air and for some reason okay i hated trish at first i absolutely hated her at first i don't even know how i feel about her now but at first i was just like know your role and play it Um, so she gets on the air and instead of focusing on hope and the hope story, she starts to negatively talk about Kilgrave despite Jessica's warnings. 
to do to not do so. Basically, said Jessica says, "Don't talk bad about Kilgrave. He's going to be listening. Exactly. And he doesn't like to be talked bad about. So. Right. And and it was <laughs> it definitely was very stupid. But just in the <laughs> in defense of Tris, because I didn't couldn't stand her at first either. I ended up liking her towards definitely liking her towards the end. And it's and it's because as I saw her relationship with Jessica. And being a sister, she just loved her to the point where when she was on that thing, she knew it was about hope. But I think with her was like she knew what Kilgrade had done to Jessica. And it infuriated her. She's like, no, you are a bastard. You I saw you literally break my sister. And I'm not about to have it. So I'm gonna let you know. It's always it's definitely easier to speak up with someone else, especially someone so personal to her. And I think that what got her flying off the deep end when she's like, No. It's even now he has control over you, and I'm tired of it. Right. And it was that whole thing where you learn she's, like, taking self-defense stuff. Like, she's like, you know, even though she knows she's not as strong as Jessica, she wants to protect Jessica. That's her thing. Right. Like, I want to just be able to help you even if it's a far-fetch in between that I can. Yeah. I think it's really funny how, like, I don't know. I feel like the show goes so deep into psychology because mm-hmm. I feel like because she is, she has always been a star, mm-hmm. she has, like, this... She's not realistic about so many things in life because even though she had a horrible backstory and a horrible childhood, mm. when you are a celebrity, certain things, you, you just get your way a lot. But um, even with like taking the private kickboxing lessons or like putting herself in a certain situation, she's not realistic about the outcome. She expects that because she has this plan, it's supposed to go this way because she can do anything. And, that's, and I think that's what killed me the most about her yeah, character. And that's also most about a personality of people who just like to be in control. Like, people who are control freaks have that personality, yeah. too. That's true. That's the crossover to people with uh, control freak personality because they, they, uh, they see things, look, they think, if I make a plan like this, if I do like if I do this like that, this is my, like, I got do it like this, 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 and that, then it should work out this way. And like you said, that's not always how life works. Things happen. Things get in your way. Um, so I think that's also her problem. Because I think Jessica tells her at one point that you're a control freak. Right. <laughs> just like the mom. That's what yeah, you're a control gotcha. freak. Because that's when she mentions, you're just like your mother. And she's like, that was a low blow. And then so she basically just starts mouthing off on the air. Kilgrave calls in because, like, who didn't think that he, he would? He was going to his arrogant ass. And then <laughs> it becomes very clear that he is now on, she's now on his hit list. Hit list. So that's how we are introduced to Simpson. Mm. Yes. Oh, Simpson. Simpson. His, okay. <laughs> Sergeant Simpson. He's actually being mind controlled by Kilgrave. He was sent to um, find Trish Walker and kill her. And once he actually finds out where she is, he just basically plays the cop role, trying to get in the house. Mm-hmm. Can I interrupt you? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, can I just say that this was when I, you like first realized how you do not know if Kilgrave has sent someone after you. Because before he started attacking her... It was a very believable, like, I'm a cop, I'm at your door, okay, I'll just come back with a warrant. It was very, very Mm -hmm. believable. I'm sorry. Definitely, yeah, because he was just playing playing that role so easily. It was simple. It wasn't too, like, like, over the time. I heard someone's been assaulted at the radio station. I'm here to check out. No, I'm good. All right, come back with a warrant. All right, open up. And then go at it. All hell breaks loose. He is literally trying to kill her. Got the arm around the neck. Mm -hmm. And um, almost succeeded. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for Jessica, yeah. who sticks Trish with 
uh, the same. Um, was it the same thing? She was going to get Pilgrim. Yeah, the anesthetic, gonna... which makes her appear like she's dead. And mm-hmm. then he believes that she's dead, so he believes that his mission is completed. And that's when he goes back to kill Grave. Yes. Side note. Uh, I don't know if it was in this episode because we had the conversation before the last podcast. How she got it, just something to hit off because uh, we were talking about the racial stuff in oh, it. Oh, yes. With the uh, brother and the uh, sister. Malcolm. Mal- uh, yeah. Oh, Reuben and the sister. Reuben and the sister. When he mentions something, at one point when Malcolm's having one of his benders, uh, the guy, uh, Reuben, finds him and Jessica sees him trying to help Malcolm into his um door and he's just like you know I was gonna help because you never know what people think because you know I can see why people sometimes can be racist or prejudiced he says you know because you know he does you know because he's black you know people are gonna automatically assume he's up to no good that's how Jessica actually gets the drugs she gets the idea from Ruben because she's like hmm you're absolutely right so she takes (laughs) Malcolm to the hospital pushes him on some white white nurse, and it's like, oh my gosh, this man is attacking this woman, <laughs> and everybody is so focused on the black man attacking this white woman that they never notice that Jessica takes a shitload of drugs. Totally. That's yeah. <laughs> so. We finally see Kilgrave's face. He is. He David is taken. David Tennant. Um, okay. Side note: since we're doing side notes, <laughs> I did not like David Tennant as Kilgrave. For the longest time, for the absolute longest time, um, doing a studying acting for a little bit myself, I am a very big believer in your life and your experiences making you more prone to like certain roles and that no matter what, I feel like it's best to accept your type. And I was like, David's not a villain. (laughs) He is not a cold hearted villain. But immediately, like, I think, like, a couple episodes later, you do see, like, he starts adding legitimate humor and insecurity to the role. And then I'm like, okay, I see it. But at first, I did not like him as Kilgrave. But getting back to the point, we are introduced to him for the first time. We see his face for the first time. And he's just, you know, in someone else's house that's he's my control just posted. So you know, got him cooking for him, rubbing his feet, <laughs> running his bath water. The kids in the closet. Yes. yes, the kids in the closet. The little girl said, I have to pee. He was Go like, well, closet. do it in, in the there. Closet. And oh, you man. see, like, the pee coming, like, at the That was hard. That, that was, was hard dark. for me to mm-hmm. watch. That was, that was hard. <laughs> like... He's like, I ain't playing with y'all. He's like, kids should be seen, seen and not heard. Yeah. Or, like, oh, God, no. So it was, yeah, definitely. I, it was believable for me because I like that. But also, I always think about that. I don't, <laughs> that Jaguar commercial where they have all the British dudes and they're like, <laughs> British dudes. Like, it's basically like a stereotype that how they play, always play the villain, the guys with the British accent. <laughs> so it was already, I that's was like, funny. yeah, that's believable. The British guy is always the evil badass. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we introduced to him on the couch giving orders. Uh, Simpson comes back, look, the job has been done. He's like, cool. Well, why don't you go ahead and do me this favor and jump off that? <laughs> right. He tries to jump off the ledge. Um, Jessica stops him for a moment. But before he attempts again, she makes eye contact with Kilgrave? Yes, he sees her. And he 
that's when he orders everyone else to go after her and he makes his escape. Mm-hmm. Like always. Like, like always. <laughs> so homeboy jumps off the ledge, um, but she jumps with him apparently. They didn't really make it clear how um, that happened. I think actually they fell into she, the trap? No, yeah. I think she brought him down there. She carried him down to make him think. Oh, that he that killed he himself. Yes. You're right. You're completely right. This show is so good. Yeah, it was but um she basically got him on their team by as well killing two birds with one stone by saying, Hey, like I killed uh you completed your mess your mission, I jumped down with you, I saved you, earned his trust and got a beneficial for that time ally to their cause. Um, moving on, and then <laughs> him and Trisha are banging. Yes. He goes Which was so weird. It was, I don't know, it had a bit, mm, was it that like, wasn't a really good, like, clean, like, like was, segue into how that worked out. It like, was just, he felt bad. He's like, I know there's a dead woman in there. He goes back to her place. She's open up. And it was so, it was like, okay, she's not dead, but she keeps the door locked. Yeah, because she's, like, afraid of him, and they talk, and they have, like, a semi-heartfelt moment, and then she's like, okay, well, now you can enter into my vagina. Right. Besides my house, you can. giving her head and banging away. Like, yeah. I mean, hey, it's true. But, again, going back to the us, actually, I was going to start talking about how, like, good the sex in this series was, but it was, like, it was some good sex acting. Up in there, like you can tell, like they worked on their physicality uh, between uh, Luke and Jessica. That is anyway. Yeah, that's true. That was that was great. Well, no, because even like I thought their sex was awkward, but even like <laughs> Trish and Simpson, Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, even like though I felt their sex was awkward, I felt like it was supposed to be. Like it was still acted very very well. I mean, because given what their history was, he. Almost killed her. So right. it had to be awkward in some Like they were ha- like, yeah. they were enjoying it, but it wasn't like two people who have found each other and are going to live this happy life. <laughs> like it was definitely like I actually actually now that I think about it, I feel like the series was kind of showing through like the sexual encounter, like don't get your heart too set on this couple. Like their sex is not supposed to make you comfortable. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> huh. I was like, okay. But um so yeah, they're banging. Um I love it. They're banging. That whole other plot just pissed me off when um, Jessica was hired by Audrey Eastman and like it was all bullshit. Her husband was never cheating. They were just trying to kill her. And that's that's when you get, they do kind of like let you know that the the, Jessica Jones Marvel world also exists and you know, the Avengers and Iron Man and you know, all of them, their world because the woman basically knows that Jessica is a special person. Um, I think on Agents of Shield they called them gifted or whatever right. they, yeah. whatever they use or whatnot. So her and her husband set her up they so they could kill, kill her. And she's blaming her. She's like, you know, you you uh, you know what they did to us, what you people did to us in New York. You brought those aliens and all the people here. My wife, my mother died, and Jessica's like, you know, bitch, get out your feelings. You don't think everyone has lost somebody in that tragedy or just in life? Period. Don't you ever come after me again, or me and my special friends will be coming <laughs> for you, right. basically. So and. That pretty much ended that. I think it was a good way to like just take the one episode to show how some of the public feels about the quote unquote gifted, gifted people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but otherwise, it it literally just irritated me. Like by the end of the episode, I was like, "We spent an episode on like what? In what world did you think that you were going to be successful?" But okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, and then so from making that alliance with. Simpson with Simpson, 
Jessica realizes through little petty detective work that Malcolm is the one taking pictures of her. Exactly, yeah, because the whole time she uh, realized that, I think when, yeah, because we missed that part, after she th- tells Simpson, yeah, you done your job, go off, you right, kill, whatever. Right, and she's in the house. house. She goes right. back into the house, she's looking around, making sure there's no one else is in there, he's controlling, and that's when she finds the room where he's taken tons of her pictures and created this montage like of <laughs> of what is that called a collage or whatever a would you collage call of it? pictures that make one, one big, big Jessica <laughs> Which picture is so, so creepy so um, creepy and like she realizes that the man she thought was well no she found out that he wasn't dead but she didn't know that he had eyes on her so that's what kind of yeah it heightened that yeah sense because of, the pictures were like pictures she's like well when the hell did he take this and like right in front yeah, of exactly and that's when she finds out that the person who was taking the pictures was her mm-hmm. neighbor malcolm the one that they had been writing off the whole time mm-hmm. so can we just talk about malcolm for a minute and how he kind of just he's such a big representation of how jessica became a hero malcolm was one of the first people that jessica did save and unfortunately that kind of segued into Kilgrave finding her, which we'll talk about at a later time. But I think that there, Malcolm definitely has a theme, like an actual theme that I feel like I would have to rewatch the series to figure out. But he is a stepping stone. A lot of the times when Jessica seems to stray from what she feels like she needs to be doing when she gets distracted by alcohol, when she gets distracted by what would make her life easier, I find a lot of the times Malcolm is the one kind of bringing her back. Like, no, this is what you know you would want your purpose to be if you weren't stressed out by all of these outside factors. Um, That's starting when she sees him being mugged and she saves him. Um, Also when she realizes even when she does realize that Malcolm is the one taking pictures of her she could have been resentful even though she knows that he's under Kilgrave's control she could have been resentful and said hey like I saved you from that but you gotta live your life but instead she does kind of chain him to his shower and like she's like hey you have to detox you need to go through withdrawal instead of just like letting him figure that out and go through that himself because he was very he was not very um What's the word when you work with someone? Well, like if the cops trying to, he he resisted. He wasn't very cooperative. He resisted quite a bit, and like honestly, she she had so many more things, so many other things on her plate at the time. It would have been so easy for her to just walk away from that. But I feel like he's always bringing her back to her morals, always bringing her back to who she was before Kilgrave, um, because without him, I feel like a lot of the time she would have gotten too far into how easy her life would be if she wasn't trying to be this hero. And I agree. He definitely was the person who pulled it back from the very beginning because if it wasn't for saving him, she wouldn't have melt Kilgrave. But she also wouldn't have known that part of her that wanted to help people and be a hero because he is one of the first people that she saved. And later, when she feels like, you know, what do I do all this for? You know, when she... You know, we have the scene where it kind of parallels from when he used to be high in the elevator, passed out. She's drunk in the elevator, passed out. And he takes care of her. And and he's like, you know, look, you got to just, you know, swallow the bullshit and just like get back out there because this is who you are. And even at the very end, you know, after 
Kilgrave is gone and dead and she comes home and she's still even overwhelmed of this idea of do I want to be this hero and these phone calls are coming in and she's like I just can't answer or listen to any more voicemails and the phone is ringing and he take he decides to be that anchor for her and said picks up the phone and say hey hello this is alias investigation yeah. letting her know that I'm going to be here to help you with all this so you got to do it by yourself so yeah totally amen and Malcolm <laughs> Amen, Malcolm. So yeah, what else? How did uh, anybody feel? Let's talk about other characters too. Since we're on that kick of like, how you feel about show other characters? Because we talked a little bit about Trish in the beginning about her, but their relationship too, in a way, also affects how Jessica has done a lot of things. That's true. Um, even especially at the end with that last scene. Just skipping ahead to the last scene when. Jessica does finally get Kilgrave. You know, oh, Kilgrave yeah. even dresses to her. She's the one person you really love. Right. She's that one person that you do you do all this pretty much in a way for. Because even though she began to do it because of hope, she also, in the very beginning when they do the flashbacks of when Jessica first realized that she was super strong, when she first used her powers to let anybody besides Hope know, I mean, sorry, Trish know, is when Trish's mom is trying to force her to throw up. Right. And that's when Jessica's like, you know, no, I can't hold this secret back. She could just she could have just let it happen because even the girl said, Don't let my mom Trish says, Don't let my mom ever know about your powers. But she sees Trish being hurt and you realize then that she cares. There is this developing feelings of this love and relationship she has for Trish, which is like, no. And she grabs Trish's mom and throw her ass against the wall <laughs> and like, look, don't you ever touch her again. Definitely. And back to where Kilgrave mentions to her, like, hey, this is the person you love. This is who you do everything for. And he uses Trish to hurt her to kind of yeah. see if Jessica's playing with him when he thinks that you're lying about being in my control. And so he takes Trish and he kisses her and says, I'm going to take her away. Don't you ever follow us. And you see the look on Jessica's face and he sees the conflict and he was just like, oh, you're not lying because you would never let, let her go. Yeah. And then that's when he comes to her, up to her, and he tells her to smile and say, I love you. And she looks, like he said, she looks at Trish and says, I love you. And that's when she grabs Kilgrave Well, and kills even him. with how protective she is with um, Simpson, mm-hmm. her and Simpson are never... Cool. Mm-hmm. Never. And like, I, I strongly believe that if he did not make that relationship with Trish, I mean, Jessica's not nice to anyone, but I don't think there would have been that disconnect. She never fully trusted Simpson. She never was like, you will not know all the business. Mm-hmm. You will be, you will be a part of the parts of the plan that I tell you, you, you be can a be part. a part of. Um, and I think a <laughs> lot of that had to do with intuition, but I think a lot of it also had to do with that sister being protected. Because you like that. Sister. As a sister, you just... You case every dude that walks up like, okay, you, um, well, she says you seem nice, but I'll be the final judge of that. And I get it. Which I actually turned out to be a, good, a right good, good judgment. Thing, because yeah. Simpson was also on some bullshit. I mean, he himself was so, uh, suffering from his own uh, like PTSD. PSD. But I think he had it even long before then, which yeah. added to his effect yeah. of why he was so over the top with what, it. What? You're right. Do you remember... It's because cause he mentions that he was in special ops. Because I just think right. of just like soldiers, period. A lot of them go over there and they get it. So he already had this thing about him, I think. This paranoia, this thing already. Yeah. And then the fact that Kilgrave, you know, mind controlled him. And that played on that too. I think it just added further to who he was already was as far as he that person. He gave me a headache. I'm sorry. <laughs> he gave me a headache. Like, yeah. It was just back and forth. I... 
uh, and I'm not, I do not write shows, so I, I hate to say what I think a writer did bad or well, um, but I don't feel like his transitions were very clean, and I think it was supposed to be on purpose. I definitely think that the writer's room didn't want us to know 100% how we felt about Simpson, but at the same time, I just felt it was a little bit too muddy. Like, I stopped caring about the character Simpson altogether because at one point he's, like, completely sympathetic, completely caring, and then at the other point he become, he goes batshit crazy, but then he takes drugs and becomes worse, and it's just like, yes. I don't I don't care about you. Some, I feel like it was probably more of, um, I guess the writer may have, I'm not saying it's, like, 100% sure, but it may have been, like, alright, since he's a soldier, he's been in a lot of pain, he wants to do something to get rid of that pain, so then he just goes to that special doctor to get those red pills, just keep him on edge, he can't feel any pain anymore, like, physical, possibly emotional. As exactly, because well. even Malcolm mentions that, he remember Malcolm says that's the good the good part of Kilgrave sometimes, being under his control, not feeling the pain yeah. or the regret or anything right. like that, and I think that may also been a part of, I'm just kind of guessing here, of why... Simpson was the way he was and why he wanted those pills. He wanted to always feel that, you know, kind of release of no pain. Yeah. He was trying to cover mass his hmm. mental pain totally. along with, yeah. you know, his so physical pain. That's and stuff. why totally. I guess he was always so edgy, like so quick to Impulsive. Do, impu- mm-hmm. So impulsive to do He was quick. so impulsive. Very, very, very. <laughs> oh my God. Very but, impulsive. And he might have been also, God. I think, too, and I'm, and I'm, you know, not just trying to guess here what the writers are doing because I think, too, with Simpson, we haven't seen the last of him. That's why his character wasn't always fully developed just yet right. because I think he'll probably be, be more developed in the next season. I hope so. Of who I hope he so. is. And I think that's pretty much what it is. It's just like, we're just going to give you a little taste of a little bit about what he is, form your whatever opinion, because when we come back, then you can really have a full opinion of who this person is next season. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is what a lot of shows will do sometimes yeah. with certain characters like that. I think the biggest thing that pissed me off about Simpson is that he did not understand, like, this is Jessica's operation. If she says don't kill Kilgrave, mm-hmm. don't kill Kilgrave. <laughs> and, like, back. that goes kind of back into, like, hope. Um... <laughs> Even though I agreed with Simpson, we do have to kill yeah, Kilgrave. Do. <laughs> um, do you guys think it was worth it to not, like, just to keep hope alive? Because, like, no. I, like if, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, you it know wasn't. what? And this is where people' opinions will differ. But I'm also one, you know, we all, hey, we're all allowed to have our own opinions about it. I just think, because even hope, like, that was her whole point of killing. Because she's, uh, the whole time, nobody technically ever listened to Hope. I felt so bad for Hope because she was trying to tell you what she wants. This is what I want. Exactly. I don't care about what happens to me. What The worst that has happened to me has already done. Mm-hmm. I killed my parents. I lost a child that I can't even love. You know what I'm saying? So Ooh. the best thing for you to do is to stop, get, get out your feelings, stop worrying about me, and go kill this monster. Exactly. Before he hurts and damage anybody else. Because I think she also understood like how bad her life was. She had someone inside her brain he knew everything he could do mm-hmm. to hurt her and that's what i i loved hope see and i think that's what the show did it made you love her so you you kind of saw what jessica was trying to do but it still didn't make it worth it but hope knew that she had this person inside her brain who knew everything that meant the most to her and he made sure to take it away and she knew that that was happening to so many other people she literally knew that pain exactly so she was like girl I, I don't forget need yeah, forget, forget me, me. Forget I don't me, need like, to be what <laughs> you don't need a million people as emotionally fucked up as me running around New York New York's bad enough like oh go go get them exactly <laughs> she definitely was like look girl 
I'm about to take this plea deal. <laughs> I'm going to get out and finish my degree when I'm done. Are you happy now? Can you go kill this bastard now? Because, I mean, like you said, it really, in a way, it wasn't because so many people got hurt along the way. I even think about even minor characters like mm. the, the, the the poor the poor police officer, the guy who uh, Simpson ends up right. killing. Like, yeah. so many things happen. That's unnecessary. But you yes, have to kill, kill him. Exactly. So many oh, things man. happen in the chain of just, you know, and I get it. Jessica was trying to do the right thing, but it just... It also became that thing where I think with Hope, she not only was trying to save Hope, but a piece of herself to say that if I could just save this one person. A little bit of her guilt. Then maybe a little bit of my guilt to go away, which can go back to why Malcolm maybe even said, even if it wasn't fair, where that kind of thing where maybe, like you said, he saw something. He's always kind of that person to snap her back into reality. He was just like, look, you're not just doing this for Hope. You're also doing this for yourself to relieve your your guilt. guilt. Yeah. But let it go. Just let it go. That's true. She's already told you to let it go. Yeah. And I think, yeah, in the end, it definitely wasn't worth it. But again, it wouldn't have made a good story if she just would have said, F it, let's kill him. <laughs> I, I agree. Like, after that glass to her own jug glass, she killed herself. It was like, all right, oh, might as yeah. well kill him now. I exactly. got no one to say it. But until then, she was like, well, you know what? <laughs> no, let's stop playing and just go kill Kilgrave. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I this this show was just, it threw you up for a loop emotionally and everything. When you thought it was going one way, yeah. you're like, what? And his parents, Kilgrave parents. Oh, Whoa. God. Can we talk? <laughs> how did, because well, you didn't know kind of how to feel about them at first. I didn't either. Because when he, because when you first, when he first mentioned about his parents, you only get Kilgrave's point of view. That whole His parents were monsters. They put him in experience. Okay, yes. Let, yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> what, before we even talk about Kilgrave, let's talk about how we think he was created. Because it's not only mm. mental things. Like, I think that's what you need to realize. I mean, you need to realize he had bad parents simply based off the fact that, yeah, they messed with his brain and that will fuck him up. But he was very entitled. He was very... Exactly. He had... He did not have the values in him that good parents instill in you <laughs> when you were little. I think the father even said to him when Kilgrave said, you guys left me, I threw a temperature. His dad was like, you were a brat and you just won it your way. So get out your feelings. He was throwing like, temper tantrums left, left and right. right. The whole series is him throwing a temper, temper tantrum. Like, I mean, you put an iron to your mom's face. I don't care how old you are. You know that's wrong. I think exactly. he said he had been 10 when his mom said he did it. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, he definitely was one of those kids that I would say more so, it was a little bit of both. It was definitely like, because his parents did it not they did to abuse be cruel. Him, but they, they did abuse him. That's yeah. still abuse. Even if abuse, he gets they, right. Yeah, they, they thought they were helping him. He was going to die. He had some kind of brain disease. Yeah. And they were told that if you do this thing, it possibly, possibly could save him. Yeah. But they were torturing the kids doing it exactly. in the process. Then they got him back and he had this power. And he was already not such a probably nice and, you know, good moral little boy. And he was throwing, yeah, these tinted tantrums and he had his mom put the iron to her face. And oh, That's gosh. one of the cool things about this show, though, that it does have very, very complicated situations. Yeah, it's because yeah. everything is layered. People are not inherently good mm-hmm. or bad. And yeah. that's just the world, period. And with parenting, parenting is never 100% perfect parent. Mm-hmm. Never. No, not. <laughs> not at all. And um, at the end of the day, like, yeah, they abused him, but were they doing the best that they could? And, but then you go back and you say, well, sh- were, should they have played? At, at the end of the day, should they have been playing God? Mm. You know, <laughs> like mm. so. It's like, are you good people? Are you and, not? And I, and, and I get it from his mom' point of view because I don't like I said I don't have kids, and I hear a lot of people 
talk about the bond with their children. And I get they were trying to play God, but I get not wanting to lose your kid. Yeah. Like if yeah. you if someone told you this is the last thing you could do to save your child, here are the consequences. Definitely. And, but this point right here, your child could be saved. I guarantee everybody in here, not us even having kids, would be like, yep, go ahead and try to save my baby. Completely. <laughs> so I'll do whatever it takes to save my child. And, and they literally yeah. did that. And they and they did that. And then but I think too, what the mom said, you know, it's it was their responsibility and they ran away from it because they he was torturing he them. Was. He made their life a living hell. Right. Um and they somehow got away, but then they left him to the world. And when they either probably should have took care of him a long mm. time ago. And the mother tried to and horribly I failed. I love the way the show writes, though, because I'm realizing stuff as you're talking. <laughs> like, no, seriously. He stopped maturing mm-hmm. when he got his powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He completely stopped maturing when he got his powers. You can even tell in the way that he talks to people. Mm-hmm. Even when he does confess his love to Jessica, it's a very it's juvenile mm-hmm. idea of, of love. And, like, you can just tell he... did. Once he got his superpower, or whatever you want to call him, once he got his mind control powers, he literally did not look to anyone else in the world for guidance. So all those ideas of love, relationships, morals, stopped when he was 12. Yeah, he didn't see his... I think in a way... I mean, it may or may not work, but if his parents, despite the living hell they were living, if they would have sacrificed it and really tried to, like, through the hell, show him, like, look, this is not cool, maybe... He would have had a little bit of more Maybe. shred of humanity Maybe. in him, but they ran away, and I get it on both sides. Like, and not you know because it's complicated because he was pretty much like the father said. You told us when the eat, when the like pee, yeah. like that's some crazy Hillgrave stuff. Hillgrave himself is a piece of work. Yeah, he was definitely Ooh. a piece of work. He was always manipulative. Always, like even with the whole thing of Jessica, he the whole time knew that he she no did. longer had power over Jessica. When he's in the police station confessing his love and he's like, I want you to choose because I care. (laughs) It's your choice. I want you to love me on your own accord. It's not because he truly wants her to love him on her own own accord. It's because he's like, look, bitch, I can't mind control you to love me anymore. But I'm going to pretend that it's because I want you to choose because you don't know yet. I just think it's so funny because like, I just keep realizing (laughs) it's like hitting me one thing after another. This is one of the newer shows with the female protagonist who's like very strong minded, physically strong. Mm-hmm. It's a newer thing. And the male villain, he's the, he's the physical embodiment of manipulation. <laughs> like I, that says so much to me. Yeah, and he's, he can mind control and manipulation is nothing but using your brain and like finding a way to manipulate someone Based, you know, based on like how to get into their mind, right. how to get into what they want and their needs. Like, I know what you're lacking. I know what you need. So how can I do this to get you to come to my side? Just phrasing, mm-hmm. just phrasing words around that seems comfortable for that yeah. person to actually trust you. Exactly. exactly. He does it. But he all just the does time. that with his mind. Yes. <laughs> Definitely does it with his mind. Even when he tells people to do stuff, he told Jessica when he uh she kills a uh, rep. What's her name? Red, the uh, Luke's wife. What's her name? I, I have no Reba? idea. I think it's Reba. Reba. It is yeah, Reba. It's Reba. Yeah, it's Reba. And Jessica's like, you made me kill him. He's like, no, no, no. I didn't say kill her. I, I said handle it. Yeah. Yeah, he said I said handle it. And or he get rid and of that it. was so manipulative <laughs> itself. It's like you know what you, you meant. meant. And you so he was like, meant. I didn't tell you to kill her. You're the one who knocked her into the middle of the street. I said 
take care of and her. And he was always so dismissive of his own mistakes. Mm-hmm. He always had someone else to blame them on. He didn't make mistakes. He did not. And like even when his plan was going awry, awry it, he still always had this, this is still a part of my plan. This is the way it's going to work. He never showed when he was losing. And I don't think that was necessarily a tactic as like this accomplished supervillain. Super I think like that was him just as like a sociopath. <laughs> you know? A sociopath. I mean, but which goes back and tell you, like he said, I mean, did his parents create the problem? Well, he was just always like right. that. Because a lot of sociopaths, I mean, they're sometimes, a lot of them are just born like that. It's already planted in there. But and he's like a grown man with, with powers who acts like a 12 year old. Yes, gosh. That's all did. it is. You know, because only 12 year old, like, you're talking about the tantrum he threw just with uh, Trish. You know, hitting at his ego, exactly. he had to call and say, "Well, <laughs> let me prove something and send to you." Someone to kill her, man. That's not like extra. that's if that's not over the top. I don't know. <laughs> I got this power. I absolutely don't know it. what is. Um, you know, what we did talk about Luke. Luke. I was about to say. Can we <laughs> talk about, about dark chocolate? My man, Luke. <laughs> my man. Yeah, Luke's yeah. wonderful. And to those who don't know, I don't know how true it is or when they're doing it, but they're supposed to make. A Netflix show about him. Yes. Um, um that yeah. comes out next year. Um, January, actually soon. Is it in January? No, that's something else. But um, yes, it is soon next yeah, year. Yeah, they're coming out, coming out with a show based up on some him. Some stuff about it, weren't you? Yeah, it was. Um, that was actually another comic. Did you find out where it takes place? Um, for Luke, it actually takes place in um, I think Brooklyn. Harlem. Harlem, yes. Harlem, Harlem. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, it's going to take place in Harlem? Oh, yes. More I swear to God, if, if, if yes. the entire cast is not majority black, I'm oh, so it is. pissed. Oh, it is. Alfie okay. Witter's in it. Yes, like, she is. She's... If it has the nerve to take place in Harlem. <laughs> yeah, Alfie Witter is in it and some other guy. I can't remember his name, but I know for a fact Alfie Witter is in it. Yeah. I feel like Luke is the character who they make physically strong because they keep making these horrible emotional things happen to him. Oh <laughs> they have gosh. to. He has to be. You know. You know. He literally is the idea of having to have have to have thick skin. Right. Because, exactly. He, because there's so much thrown at him. Like for instance, <laughs> poor, poor poor Luke. So, oh lord. Poor Luke. So Luke oh is you know Jessica's in this whole you know season her love interest, but the story behind it is that she's following him and you never at first in the first episode you're like why is she following this black man around is she being a stalker and you found it's because she knows that he is the ex-husband of Reba which is the woman who Kilgrave had her kill right. um, who had the information about his him being tested on she yeah. had that uh the memory stick or whatnot so she follows Luke around starts this relationship with him Luke I feel like <laughs> poor poor Luke. I just have to say again poor Poor Luke. Luke is the character I think they, the reason why they put his character also in there, I mean, plus he's just in the comics itself, but he is in a way the part of Jessica that allows her to be, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't want it to be taken out of content because there's nothing to be, I think a lot of times, especially when it comes to women to be strong, you know, they think to be strong and to be a feminist or whatever, or to be, you know, strong emotionally, whatever, 
you got to throw out love too. Like you can't love, you can't allow yourself to be vulnerable. And I think Luke allows her to be vulnerable. He allows her to be, just to be a woman. That soft, that soft. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying like for a a lot of the times for a woman to be strong, to be in charge of her shit, she can't be emotional. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the way that the okay. uh, like TV make them, like, mm-hmm. yeah. either you're just this way or you're the one who's all, like, you know, the damsel emotional, the, the damsel in distress. Either you're Trish or you're Hogarth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not how it is because you yeah. can be both. And you need that. And in a way, she, she, she in a way, needs that part. Yeah. That right. Luke Cage part, she needs that because that allows her to open up to... So many things. In a yeah. way, he allows her to open up to other people, too. Right. Again, because even Trish pointed out, like, you got to let people in sometime. And you never let people in. And she does eventually let him in, regardless of the messy, kind of complicated, fucked up way that she's the one who <laughs> killed his wife. And, you know, and she's having sex with him. And he doesn't know that, you know. But we'll get into that later. But he definitely is that part of her that allows her to be vulnerable That, in a way that it makes her stronger. Right. Um, I- and I love that. I feel like her relationship with him is one of the most humanizing relationships that she has. Thank you. Amen. how many times as girls do we say, okay, I see everything wrong with this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I see everything that I should not be doing, but we can be together. I know we can be together. We can just wow. be together. And like, it's just so interesting because she... She needed that. Though. She did. That's what and I'm like, saying. And, and you know, and some people might say, you know, she didn't need no man. But you know what? To all you other, who doesn't need to be loved by anybody, period? period. Regardless of your sexuality, whatever. And we all need that. We all do. You need yes. that. It's just something that, I, I mean, that's for another podcast and we'll make that another episode or something. <laughs> but we'll get into that. But. You, you do, people. You just Everybody do. Everyone needs some good love. <laughs> you just do. Sometimes that that can bring you back to just your your center, your home. Like, just get you back there. Definitely. You know, people do meditation and pray. And sometimes you just need that person that you can come home to that just knows you, knows your shit, your and baggage. And also, like, he was very, very strong. And I feel like she was taking advantage of that because she had this world that was crumbling around her and she kind of did need something to hold on to, but mm-hmm. she did it at his expense. She did, because he found out. <laughs> he did find he out. out. And when he found out, mm. he was not kind with his words, <laughs> as just do so. Go ahead, take it away. What did he say? <laughs> what did he say? He, was, what did he, say? Oh, he said, he called her a piece of shit for you one. a piece of shit. shit. But he said, I let you in. I, I, was, I was inside, inside you. you. Uh, <laughs> Cause Dominique are uh, breaking up. You? you let me sleep with you, knowing you killed my wife. I was you let me sleep with you, like what? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> what did I do? You took advantage of my Oh my <laughs> God! It definitely was kind of like, mm, like a kind of moment where he was slapping. She, I, I don't even think Jessica expected it to be that deep. Just like, cause you know mm. he wasn't being like an asshole. He was just speaking from herself. Like this is truth. you hurt me, right? You really hurt me. And I me. think it was that build up. Like you gotta put yourself in his po- like position. Not only have you found someone that you connect with after you lost your wife, and it's someone with the same qualities as, as like you. physical. Yeah. Because like not he must have been so worried. Like oh god, I'm so super strong now. I'm never gonna find any. <laughs> Like, like I'm never gonna be able to have real sex again. And then I'm in walks the Jessica. You know, you know, he's like, you know, he can, he doesn't have to be too careful with her about other things. And he and he also sees that she's a strong person exactly. mentally and emotionally. And his mind must have been at ease 
so much around her to have not only was that taken away like y'all didn't just break up but then to find out that she is the one who killed your ex-wife so lord yeah. oh, it was man. just kind of it was a moment when you were looking at Jessica like with the mama pointing thing like mm. <laughs> like she should have been told him like she a long girl like four episodes but ago. again the show is complicated and I understand why she didn't because I believe in I believe in her heart of heart she knew that the reaction was yeah, gonna was be pretty bad Pretty bit be pretty bad. Um, yeah. I'll look. I want to talk about how I want to talk about Jessica going to live with Kilgrave Ooh. because that was that was creepy. The climax of the series or of the I, um, yes. season, I like to think. Because um, that's when you, I, if you weren't really paying attention, what? Oh no, go ahead. Oh. Attention, yeah, it was. It was definitely kind of more, yeah. It was a turn. I think it was a turning. It was a turning point. Maybe not quite the climax, climax, but it's definitely the turning point. I kind of think the climax was when Jessica found out that he couldn't control her, and she was like, "Oh yeah." yeah." But it definitely was the turning point where it picked up momentum as far as going on to where we were going to really get into this relationship of Jessica and Kilgrave, what it was truly all about. What were you gonna say? Because I just thought I was some. during that episode, I actually thought, okay, she's going to turn Kilgrave into a good guy and actually right. confess that he did these things to hope and get her off. But nope, during dinner, poison, well, drugged the the cooks and got him and right. took him to, to um, I feel like when she like, went right. to live with him, the show all of a sudden started to take a very different tone on um, mm-hmm. The house was in the suburbs, so the show is a lot brighter from that point. Yeah, it's her old house. Yeah, it's her old house. Um, but the show is a lot brighter from that point. There's a lot more fresh air everywhere. And, like, I feel like they also did that, too, because they wanted to give the viewer, like, they wanted them to relax, which is so ironic because she was in the least relaxed situation. She was living with this man, man that she dreaded for so long. But I feel like the show was trying to let the viewer kind of get comfortable into it and then they show you that hopeful well maybe she can make him good mm-hmm. um i think that was all very very intentional um yeah because it was her home and then you also get flashbacks of what you see her original family yeah. her brother right, her exactly. parents when they go on a trip and them. you find out about them dying and the accident and all that i feel like it was intentional because it kind of it's making you feel what she felt mm-hmm. like even though she hated being in that home with him it was bringing her back to that time not only before kilgrave before her powers before she lost her family when yeah. she was like truly just happy, happy. Yeah. truly happy in herself and like she had her whole life ahead of her um at the same time it, was, it still was um creepy as well oh definitely he, um Recreated the whole scene, her bed and every. Oh, said, "Where did you find this couch?" He said, "Oh, it, they don't make these anymore. I had to actually buy it off auction or somewhere." Right. Like it was just creepy how much she went through just to get her back in his good his, graces. Yeah, his good graces, I guess. <laughs> so apparently, his good graces, but just in, just in his reach to actually try to control her all over again. That's so nauseating. That is so abs- like just how manipulative he is. It's yeah. actually just gross um can we quickly talk about how this show addresses rape because when you think about Mm. it every woman that he's been with that was rape yes he was a serial rapist he was a serial murder and serial rapist um 
And I love how she is yelling it in his face. You raped me. And he said, I really hate that word. And I think it's really interesting to look at how rape is never, ever black and white. It is never, ever something that is, can be clearly defined. And a lot of times, like, in court, in, like, different articles where you, like, read the rapist account, they like to look for excuses. They like to, at the end of the day, look for it to be anything except for rape. It was miscommunication. It, it was miscommunication. It was something else. It was not rape. And I love how the show addresses it with him saying, "I really hate that word," because he knows what he did. Mm-hmm. He knows what he did. He knows what he was doing. Whether he ha- decides not to feel guilt, he he still knows what the fact is. And I love the way that the show addressed that. Like. It's so funny because I hate to say it, but I feel like Kilgrave is just the embodiment of some of the biggest issues with misogyny. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I really appreciate it. Yeah, rape, it can, it, rape, it's just going to happen. It can happen by someone you know or someone you just met in a second. Rape, it, she can say no, not yet, wait. And if you don't listen to her and you still continue, that is still going to be rape. Mm-hmm. Like if a husband says, I want it, and she says, no, not tonight, and you still force yourself on top of her, still rape. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to be drunk. She doesn't have to be anything. She can be just any, anything. It just no means no. If there's no, if there's um, what's the word? Consent. Yeah, if there's no consent, and the thing is when you're under someone's control, how could they give you their consent? Exactly. It makes it even pointed then where it definitely is right because no one could even say yes, no, maybe, whatever. It's just like you're just controlling someone. And exactly. it's like the worst of the worst of anything. Like you have no control, not even to fight back. And he's like, It makes it even more disgusting. And the yeah. fact that he... <laughs> I don't like that word. Okay, well, like, I'll that's be what a, you are. I'll be a serial killer. I'll be a murderer, but I won't be a rapist. Like, just like you said, just like a 12-year-old. He said, no, nah, I don't like when you say that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how he, that's how but he that's, was. you know, but okay. Well. No taking responsibility. I just love, I love the way the show did that a lot. Um, Ruben and his sister. <laughs> oh, those are the last. Ruben and his sister. It was a lot. <laughs> Their relationship was a lot. Ruben and and his sister, what was his sister's name? I don't know. I forgot his sister. Ruben's sister. They're twins. I don't even know if they said her name, because a lot of times I did hear her referred to as Ruben's sister. <laughs> yeah, my sister doesn't like that. That's all he says. I, I'm Their sure. relationship was <laughs> the epitome of unhealthy. It was gross. I first saw it, I didn't know. I, I just thought they were just an angry couple. Yeah, I think I that did. was intentional. I think that was intentional. I did, and it was kind of weird. When I found out they were sister and brother, I was like, ew. Uh, and like, <laughs> then they said they were twins, and I was Robin. like, Robin. Robin. Robin, Robin and Ruben. Ro- Robin and Ruben, because they're, they're twins. Yeah, yeah, Robin yeah. and Ruben. Uh, but like, I think um, once they fe- you found out that they were twins, it was like to ease it up a little bit, like, Okay, but... Because he was in his underwear at one point. They came to the door and he was just at his underwear. (laughs) Because, like, I don't really care about what freaky shit you do. And I was just like, oh, God, they're related. That's so nasty. (laughs) Um, But they were just so... Well, actually, I don't know if Ruben was as dependent on Robin, but Robin... You know what? I think it was actually the other way around. And she addresses it at the very end when she's having the conversation with um, Malcolm in the hallway that... He wasn't the one, as much as she tried to make it like she had, she had to help him, he, he's the one who could be independently known. Because like she said, people liked him. Right. He could interact with people. Yeah. Wait, he, he might have been a little, you know, that Too weird friendly. God, yeah, that, that God, sorry, that weird guy 
Um, but still people liked him. He knew how to interact. He knew how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where she was the one who did not. She had no social skills whatsoever. She just basically yeah. ran to that people. Mm-hmm. Yelling. You know, Jessica came up there because they were arguing. And, you know, you see Ruben trying to say, oh, I'm so sorry. We didn't mean right. to be loud. And she's like, what are you doing here? Mind your business. Like, exactly. off game. Just like, okay. But I sometimes I'm like, do I want to know more about her? And then other times I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah, because she makes you want to care. I kind of want wanna to know why she's like, like that. that. I kind of want to know why they're like that. Like, why they were so close and just like, like a couple. I want to know more about that story, but then at the same time, I'm just like, is it just going to be that she's just like that, you know? I think it's probably might be one of those things where she's just like that. And only other thing that I can think about a content since they didn't like really describe it is just... Because they're brother and sister, and then they also have that twin thing. And I know right. a lot of people say whether you're twin white boy or girl or girl or girl or guy, guy, like tw- that twin connection can be, it's it's a kind of like connection very different from just, just being siblings because you share the same womb and it's like all that stuff behind it. There's like, you know, studies yeah. about it. would be kind of cool if something happened to their parents or something. Yeah, yeah. and more yeah. likely that could be the case because they never do mention their because parents. Because she has a lot of growth to just be a throwaway character. Mm-hmm. Like she grew a lot in the season. Yeah, especially, like I said, that last scene with her and Malcolm in the hallway saying, you know, I needed him more than he ever needed me. Right. Yeah. And he, she was like, he's probably looking down at me and he's like so goddamn disappointed. Right. And it's just like, when she said that, I was like, huh, I actually like her a little bit. Now. Yeah, she's, yeah, like, a little, a little piece of me yeah. was like, okay, okay, you're not so bad. That was sad. If we had to pick one so of the twins, we couldn't get the girl. We couldn't kill <laughs> off. We so couldn't kill off Robin. We had to God lose Ruben. <laughs> and his good uh, what was good it? banana bread. His good banana bread. Is it cracking this? Is it cracking this? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Is it? <laughs> you know I'm sensitive. <laughs> Do you guys feel like Jessica grew? Cause I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Else said, oh you know. wait, yeah. I for never mind. I'll take it nope. back. Cause at that last episode, yeah, it's just yeah. Like, back to her normal. Back self. to her normal self. No. Drink. It's like I don't feel like helping people. <laughs> yeah. When she puts that phone down, I'm like, bitch, if you don't answer the phone call, like, answer a message. Your door is broken. Okay. You need money to <laughs> exactly. The, it starts and ends with her door being broken. I'm like. Why did everyone grow except for you? Was that a, Why did everybody else, I mean, like, find their own thing but you? You you ain't grown no I more than like, your grain. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like she's constantly, like, so close to emotional health, but then she decides that she doesn't want it just yet. And, and I think that's why she mentions, like, maybe she can fake it to herself that she's hmm. a hero. Because it's that parallel of, am I... Am I just, am I any better than these people that I try to stop if I myself can't, like, face my own demons and grow? And that's always the interplay with a lot of these, like, comic books as far as, like, Marvel and DC goes, like, with their comic, like, their heroes. This is, like, especially I go back to, like, Batman is definitely, like, one of those heroes where he could go either way. He could have easily become a villain if you want to be dark. Um, and he's no better off than some of the people that he has to fight. And I yeah. think with Jessica, it may even be that too. Because even before Kilgrave, you know, and it may have started like, especially after she lost her family, she wasn't the most healthy, emotional person even no. then either. And then that happened and it was even worse. And we mentioned that with Kilgrave too. He started off not, you know, he was this sickly kid. His parents tried to fix him. And even then from there, he just 
got worse and worse and worse. And it is kind of like that with Jessica. Like you said, at the end, very good question. Yeah, at the end, did she grow? I don't Because think so. even, me neither, because even if I think about, like, the situation with Luke, I think she'd do it all over again. I think she would. Yeah. I think she would be in a relationship with him, have sex with him, and then tell him about him, his wife when she had to. I, like, I'm really thinking about this. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that's the point where, mm. and it, and I love this, because it makes you rethink where you might have one opinion about this. You're like, no, maybe he was right. And it makes me think about Malcolm, why he was so mad. He's like, girl, look, there's other people going through stuff, too. You're not the only one. And maybe and if you she had, did realize that she had to kill Kilgrave, that would have been the ultimate growth, because she only did it when she had to, when Hope was Hope dead. Because Hope had to kill herself. Yeah. And Malcolm was like... Every, she's not the only person that needs you. All these people have had something. It doesn't take but two seconds to just acknowledge that exactly. girl. Exactly. And and I think um, I think he wasn't. I think that's more of like where I said he is her like anchor to like get back there, and he's gonna have to just be even. And you'll see even more next season where he's gonna have to be the anchor of like look. Literally every character on the show grew except for yeah. Jessica. Yeah, poor Malcolm. Saw... The only reason why he had to is because he was on the drugs, and then right. even but the even though he so like even he Trish did, like grew. You know like, what I'm saying? Like she became every, a little less annoying. Yeah, everyone grew but you, girl. Because it's like she went back, and maybe it's just because after the whole battle, she was just too tired. But no, I think it, the I think the writers were trying to say something with that. Her going back, just like in the when you first introduced to her, sitting there ignoring these calls, people calling her. Being isolated, broken, broken, doing the exact same thing. Like, she killed Kilgrave, but nothing really, everything changed for everyone else. Nothing technically totally changed for her. For her, the only thing that changed is like, all right, cool. He's out of my life. Life He's not in my head anymore. Exactly. Well, maybe we'll see growth next season. Yeah, I think that's what she heals. And I think she will. I think we definitely will. Because now... All these other people who have grown and helped her throughout her whole ordeal, they have, and they're gonna have to be the people that help her grow. Because I including, guess, including including like Trish, Malcolm, everyone. I guess that's super realistic the way the show did that. When you're when you're not only dealing with your demons, your demons are literally right there on your back. You're not worrying. Not that you worry about growth, but you are only doing what you think is right immediately at mm-hmm. the time. You're not really making good choices, which it is eventually what leads to you becoming a better person. Like, even with that horrible plan that she made, like, what, episode six or seven? Going to jail? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, only, 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 okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When, like, that, I feel like that plan and, like, everyone telling her, shoddy, sit down and think it over for five (laughs) seconds. Like, everyone telling her that is a horrible plan, like, she didn't even want to consider... So, yeah, that's a great point. She does not take a lot of time to consider what people are telling her. And it, and it, and it sounds corny, and this is from another Marvel um, story. In Spider-Man, they have it... And I don't know if it's... Because I had never read the comics like that. With Spider-Man, like, the whole notion of with great power comes great responsibility. Right. And I think that's what that one episode Malcolm was trying to say. Take responsibility of right. everything that you're doing. Like, you have this power, like... We we all have been controlled by Kilgrave, but the great thing is that you can actually defeat him. You can exactly. actually be the hero. So do and it. And stop thinking only like what... Because she has the first step. She thinks about what will be good for everyone, but she doesn't go to that second step to think, okay, this is what I think, but what's reality? Yeah, and what's for the greater good? Because that was the whole thing with Hope. She's like, you know, saving me, that's great. But right. you, Saving, killing him, and letting me do what I gotta do is for the greater good, period. And that's sometimes what it does come down to. Well, hopefully, we'll yeah. see more growth 
I was just gonna say um, back to the broken door how it's growth um, started off broken like how she was right. then in mm. the middle they fixed it a little bit you thought huh. she was gonna be you fixed get deep. then at the end <laughs> <laughs> so, with the door and everything so, no that is such a good point yeah that's so, an excellent yeah, I never the very thought very end um, the door's broken she's back to herself how it was Whoa, this episode babe. one yeah, what so yeah so real talk <laughs> I'm about to tweet back I'll retweet it no that is so true because like we we think like you always think when you're watching a show you when the protagonist has a plan you just assume okay well it's this a is good a plan. plan this is the way it's gonna work we really thought that she was going to be able to save hope and I feel like it, the, the door breaking was a good precursor to all of that going to hell. Like, girl, like, sometimes this door is going to break over and over again, and you got to fix it, and that's just the way things is. Things fall apart. Things don't quite go the way you want to, but you can't leave it broken forever. And she's just looking at this door, like, and after it broke the second time, she just left it broke. Didn't you? Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's so interesting. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our... We started it off, like making a synopsis of every episode and then we just decided that that was going to take three years so you listening you were probably like huh this is going a different direction than i thought (laughs) so we hope that you enjoyed our overview of jess jones Really? Um, Jess Jones? Jessica Jones. <laughs> Jessica Jones. Jess Jess. On Netflix. On Netflix. <laughs> <Marvel>. <laughs> okay, so everyone's using their announcer voice now. Um, I don't have one. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for joining us on this episode. If you did like this episode, which I really hope that you did, make sure that you give us five stars on iTunes. Make sure that you leave a comment either on iTunes or on SoundCloud so that we can start getting some listeners if you like this episode and you want me, Wafia, and even Adam to come back and like kind of start picking apart more things on television, maybe episode by episode, so we can like yeah, really, really get, into really it. get yeah, in there. Um, let us know. Email us at theaverageblackgirl@gmail.com, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.